0: Hey guys, Mackenzie Frank here with another episode of The 20-Something Mom. Ashley is back to do part two of the Having a Baby series with me. We're going to discuss newborn stage, taking baby home, and everything in between. Recording in progress. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, so... Ashley, you're back. Thank you. I'm back. Thank you for having me back. It was so much fun the first time. I'm excited to do it again. I know. Oh, my gosh. So many people wrote in about your story. And, I mean, you – it's just so crazy. Like, so many people were like, that is the best story. Like, hook, line, and sinker. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's funny because it's just become, like, normal to us. So we're just kind of, like – I don't know, kinda of numb to it where it's just it's it's our life, but so it's funny when I hear people like being amazed by it or whatever. It's it's amusing.
0: So funny. How how's everything going with you today? What'd you do? What's going on? What's Good. new? Um we had like a fun little movie night tonight with
1: the kids, so that was fun and just um my four year old has been begging for a cat.
0: Oh no. And
1: Oh, yes, and I'm not a huge animal person, and we already got her, them a dog. So we have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a dog who's only two, so still a puppy, and now she really wants a cat. She's so excited about it. She asked us, and we were like, oh, well, we'll think about it. And then everybody she saw for the next two days, she's like, I'm going to get a cat. Well, maybe. And she has, like, a name picked out for it and everything. Once What's the name? Cat, she's going to name it Bug. Doug- douglas oh. <laughs> don't know why i think it might be from the cruise Oh my um, <laughs> so i clean people's houses sometimes and today i had to go clean a house and they have the cutest orange kittens right now they have like five or six of them and so like just for <laughs> i asked you know hey or, Did all your kittens find homes? And she was like, yeah, they did. And I was like, oh, cool. Kind of like a closed door. Good. And then she texted me back and was like, hey, one of our kittens actually doesn't have a home. And sent me a picture of it. And it's so stinking cute. It's this orange little kitten. It's very, very cute. And I just, I'm considering it. And I think I'm crazy (laughs) for considering
0: it because I don't even like cats. I think you should do it. You've already taken the plunge and got a dog like a dog to me is more work than a baby like I just I truly (laughs) believe that I truly believe that like if you're a dog mom you you're you're in it like that's it so a cat like you can leave food out for a cat for a night and the cat will be fine you know what I mean yeah that's true cats don't really need like that
1: care to be like let in and out of the house several times a day and this lady told me that the cats are ready to go home Christmas Eve. You have to like, do it. It's you... so perfect. And I
0: don't want a cat, but I feel like just to see her little face. Listeners out there, like what age they think kids should get a pet. But I feel like if you already have a dog, I think you're already in it. Like I just think you're, you're an animal owner. Yeah. You, you can't know? just pick up and
1: leave with your kids and go on vacation. Like you have to have somebody to take care of your animals already. We already have chickens. We already have a dog. We already have a crab. Oh, so you have a crab? We, have it. we do. Add- Addie has a crab. She's a little animal lover.
0: Oh, my God, a crab. That is yep. so funny. Yeah, I think you should totally do it. That is so cute, and you have to, like, record her seeing like, seeing it.
1: Yeah, and Chris, I think we – I don't know. I think we're going to – like, I feel like we're going to do it. I haven't talked to my husband yet. He could have a totally different opinion, but
0: – I think Also,
1: like, we plan on having more kids. Aren't you, like, not allowed to – Change a litter box when you're pregnant?
0: Oh, yeah, you're is that not. A thing? Yeah, yeah, that is a thing.
1: Why is that a thing? I've never even heard
0: of it. Oh, I, I actually. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know why. I actually don't know. Let me look it up because I'm curious. Can you? Yeah, so. I just
1: remember lot people asking me at my OB appointments or whatever, do you guys, are you changing any litter boxes?
0: <laughs> no. It's better to have someone else do this. The concern is toxoplasmosis or parasitic infection that can be transmitted through cat poop
1: oh my goodness what if she just like wore gloves and a, is it a mask or something
0: um if a pregnant woman cleans an infected cat litter box she is exposed to the parasite so i don't know Ugh. i don't know that i think that's wanna... another thing like with all the things you can't do while pregnant i mean even when i was pregnant you know i would be like oh i can't have lunch meat my mom was like oh i i was never able to or i always ate lunch meat you know and now there's the whole thing with hysteria what was
1: the thing that you would say was the hardest thing to like give up you were pregnant or like some the thing that you couldn't do that was the most annoying
0: oh that's a really good question um Definitely not alcohol, everybody I feel like so many people that I talked to are like, "Oh, I dread like not being able to drink i i literally that was nothing to me. I'm not a huge drinker, so like that no. didn't matter, but um, I think it was it was um mayonnaise, which yeah. now now I'm realizing that you can have mayonnaise. I was gonna say you can't eat mayonnaise, <laughs> but like That's I think you can because. I just thought you couldn't because it has raw egg yolk, but then somebody said, but they're pasteurized eggs. Huh. I don't know. So that's a whole, but anyway, I didn't have mayonnaise my entire pregnancy and that was really hard.
1: Yeah. I would never be able to give up mayonnaise.
0: Not that I like mayonnaise. I don't eat it by the spoonful, but like it's in everything. I would go to sushi oh. and I would get like, you know, all cooked sushi, like no big deal about that. I totally found a way around to be able to eat sushi. That was not a problem. But I couldn't have the spicy mayo that went with it when I would want like a chicken salad sandwich, or if I wanted like just like literally, there are so many things that mayonnaise isn't it? It's so odd. Yeah, chicken
1: salad is a huge one. I eat chicken salad all the time.
0: So I would never be able to give up. <laughs> I would for never. Any salad. Do that. Yeah, yeah it, I know. <laughs> okay, well, can I just point something out because I feel like there's a big elephant in the room? At least there is for me. So we all know my voice is raspy, but like this is a new level, right?
1: I didn't notice the difference.
0: You didn't?
1: No, you don't sound rat. Maybe you maybe it's that scenario where you like sound worse than you like to yourself because you hear it in your ears cuz you're all congested in your head.
0: Well, I'm going to tell so you, you really I'm not sound- even I'm not even congested. I'm not sick, nothing. I just have a raspy voice in general and that's just my life. And if I if I stay up like late, if I wake up early to or, like My voice is so sensitive that anything will screw it up. So, yeah, anyway, I'm not sick. I just, my voice just can't handle anything. So,
1: You weren't particularly raspy to me, but I feel like every time I talk to you, it's like late or maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why I never noticed
0: it. Yeah, it's the raspiness. Well, let's get into our episode today because we have, I feel like, a lot. To unpack, because well, all right, we're gonna talk about last episode we talked all about pregnancy and you know your your journeys through your three pregnancies that you've had, and I just think, I know a lot of people have written in about wanting to know about the newborn phase and really bringing baby home, you know, how you get out of the hospital, that whole deal, and you bring baby home um and the newborn life so First of all, I have a question for you. When yes. you first had Addie, who's the oldest, and you left the hospital when you were about to be discharged, you know, like, how did you feel leaving the hospital with her? Like, can you walk me through that whole I thing? Was
1: so excited. Yeah, I was so excited to go home. So they actually like you to stay two nights after you have a baby, but I only stayed one night. Um, because I broke my tailbone when I was delivering her. And so sitting in the hospital bed, like the way that they incline you, you're just like resting on your tailbone the entire time. And I couldn't deal with it anymore. Like it was so painful. So I asked them to go home and they didn't want me to, but I asked them if I go to her pediatrician, like the next morning, can I please go home? And they let me go home. So they gave me like a bunch of extra warnings, which was like a little freaky, but I mean, everything ended up being fine. And it was very exciting to go home.
0: Yeah, I think like, for me, taking her home was the best thing ever. But it's also like, you're leaving all the medical stuff. Did you feel any you didn't so you didn't feel anything like that? Like, I just felt like, in the first 24 hours, they're watching for so many things. They're testing for so many things. They have to take your baby away from you for a while to do the hearing test and all these things. And that was, like, traumatic for me. <laughs> being separated. Yeah, being separated. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's just such a foreign thing. Like, you grow this baby, and then they have to, like, take the baby. So it was, you know, even that. And I know other people have. Yeah, I know. Yeah have severe situations like that and that's so difficult but I didn't even know that that they took the baby from you like I didn't realize that I wasn't able to go to all these tests you know
1: well so I think it was probably different because of COVID oh. but when F was born they actually did say like they came in they were like hey so we're gonna take her for some testing it's probably gonna be around um five six in the morning if you're sleeping do you want us to just kind of come in and and take her and let you rest or do you want us to wake you and you can come watch the testing or whatever so they wanted to know if you wanted
0: to roll over and not see your baby there and uh, a kidnapped baby (laughs) like
1: what i mean i'm a bad i'm a i'm a bad mom so i kind of did tell them to do that
0: (laughs) well okay at least at least they gave you a forewarning because i would roll over and be like where is my baby yeah and
1: actually i I did wake up, like, I I wake up every time they come in the room, so I knew that I wasn't going to, like, wake up and see her gone, but to not have to, like, converse with them and just see them, like, oh, I know she's going for her testing and, like, watch them take her out. I hated it. It was my first time away from her, and I wasn't a fan, and then with Eliana, same thing. They took Addie several times because she kept failing her hearing tests. They just think she had, like, some fluid in her ears. We actually had to go back. three three days later after they discharged us to do the hearing test again and do like a extended hearing test and then she passed just fine once everything kind of just settled in her ears and stuff i think oh but with maverick they took him to be circumcised and with usually you can go with them but with covid it wasn't really an option and that was extra terrifying because they took him across the hospital to a different part of the hospital (gasps) Because, yeah, because when we were there, there was too many babies born and they had to kick us out of the the labor and delivery ward. They moved us to like an overflow ward on the other side of the hospital. And so when they took him, they took him back to labor and delivery.
0: Oh, wow. So that was really,
1: like, <laughs> transporting him all the way across the hospital without me. And he was getting like, uh, I mean, it, it, it's surgery, you know, I know it's not like, anything too serious but like they were gonna cut him and like it was just sad and I couldn't even be there (laughs) that was Um, really sad do you think you'd really want to be there for that though no I would have cried but I would have like, I would have been there if I if there was a choice I would have been there but I'm in the end it's probably a good thing I wasn't able to
0: yeah that's how I feel like I'll be if I ever have a boy
1: (laughs) even like changing his little diapers after I couldn't look at it it was it made me so sad to see a little boo-boo down there like I just couldn't do it.
0: So How long does the gauze stay on, on the on there?
1: 24. I think it's like, I don't know. It's only been a year and I can't even remember. It was either 24 hours. I think it was 24 hours after you left the hospital if so it was still on. Like, usually it falls off on its own. But if it was still on, you had to take it off. Oh. And his didn't fall off. Like, you had to take his off. And it was like, I couldn't even look. I couldn't. Desi had to do it.
0: And it was like, kind of like crusted blood. So it was like ripping it off. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor guy. And then what do you do? Just put like Aquaphor on it so it doesn't stick to the diaper? Vaseline, yeah. Oh, okay. Just tons and tons. We probably we probably put way
1: too much cuz I was terrified of it like sticking. Yeah, I would do the same thing. How long does it
0: take to like heal? Oh,
1: I think that what we did was like too much Vaseline cuz it took
0: over a week, but they
1: said it shouldn't take that long. Put so much
0: on there. <laughs> I, I swear that would be me because I'm petrified <laughs> of stuff like that. Like, oh no, 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 nope. <laughs> I don't even... Yeah, um,
1: imagine you're changing your newborn's
0: diaper and he like he starts bleeding because you didn't put enough Vaseline on. That's sad. That is really sad. That is horrible. Changing gears from there. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so going at, going home from the hospital was really exciting and so crazy, but um. It's a really long process. Like I feel like they—I didn't realize it was going to be such a long, like drawn-out thing. Like they, there, there were so and hours yeah, so many papers to sign and and just all the things. It was just insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, we always push to get out of there as
1: soon as we can especially with this last one, we just wanted our, our girls to meet Maverick and they couldn't come to the hospital cause of COVID. So we just wanted to get home
0: as soon as possible. And so we were like really pushing to be discharged and it still took forever. Everybody's situation is different and everybody's, so for me, my hormones were raging when I got home. And I don't mean raging in a bad way. Like I had a very, I would say easy in a hormone way aspect pregnancy I wasn't like Mm -hmm. very mad I wasn't very emotional I wasn't very like I didn't have any of that it was just very when I got home it was like all I did was cry all I did was cry Mm -hmm. all I did like I was just like very testy um I will never forget I will literally never forget this um I had told Dan I had asked Dan to go um rinse out the or clean out the tub upstairs oh my remember the story (laughs) oh do you because oh my god this is like imprinted in my brain and it's so funny so I don't know why for her first bath we decided to give her a bath in the bathtub and not the sink because she took a a sink bath for like till she was very old um I don't know but anyway so her first bath was in the bathtub in this little thing and I told him to go clean it and then I go up there Right. And now I'm just exhausted. Like she just needs to take a bath at that point. You know, a baby at that age can only handle like 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes of awake time. And so, you know, everything is pretty rushed in that awake time or, you know, you just want to get them comfortable and whatever. Anyway, so I go up there and I see like dried soap on the bottom of the tub. And I'm like, what the hell? Like. (laughs) What is happening? I just, like, I lost it. I lost it on the poor guy. I mean, granted, he didn't clean the tub, but I just couldn't get over the fact that you were going to let my newborn baby into a bathtub with dried, dirty soap. <laughs> it is so pathetic. But, I mean, anyway, the moral of the story is, like, I was just very – um just so hormonal at at the end it just was raging and I would just look at her and cry and so that was my experience when I got home
1: your body's going through so much and you're also like your mind is too like you just became a mom like it's it's so such a huge life change like I was not a hormonal person at all I never cried after having a baby I never I just I'm not a hormonal emotional person at all and I just remember getting mad about stupid things just like that. Like Desi, my husband, he used to like lay the baby on the floor for no reason. Like <laughs> we have a swing, we have a seat, there's blankets, like, but he would just like put her down on the floor so he could do something like on the carpet. But still, why are you putting the baby down on the floor? And that used to make me so mad because there's so many places you
0: can put her down. That's not on the hard floor for no reason. and then you're like what are you thinking like what are you thinking you wiped out the bathtub you didn't clean it though and wild you're just you have like raging hormones after you have a baby and then you come home and I just didn't I didn't know it was like that I thought it was like oh you're just so crazy and hormonal when you're pregnant and then you know after but the postpartum hormones are just there's something something else and I feel like people need to be prepared for that because I sure as hell was not
1: yeah no for sure you definitely need to know that it's not like oh you're not pregnant anymore so everything's back to normal that's not the case and you're going through major life
0: changes so there's some more extra stress to it <laughs> what's some advice that you could give to new parents or specifically i guess a new mom um uh you know to try to help get through that time because it is difficult because you know the dad is try they they you know they try Sometimes they just I it's important to remember
1: they are 50% parent and you are 50% parent. And just because you carried that baby doesn't mean that they have any less say or opinion or like you're you might know how to take care of a baby, but no matter what when you have a baby you're you need to learn that baby. And they need to learn that baby so like if they're holding the baby and the baby's crying and they're trying to like figure out how to soothe the baby or whatever they need to figure it out just like you did and it's not always the best thing to just be like all right give me the baby or like take the baby and just because you know how to take care of it or you know what I mean like just just to remember that they need to learn just as much as you do and they are 50 percent even though we didn't
0: just carry that baby for nine months and birth the baby. Yeah, that's such good advice. I will never forget, too. Um, I remember telling you this. I was on a walk with Dan after that bathtub incident. It's so dramatic. (laughs) Looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, what was wrong with me? Um, But I remember us being on a walk, and we were talking about it, and I'm just like, you know, I really don't know why you thought I could put my baby in the dirty bathtub. (laughs) And he's like, Mackenzie, like, you have to remember, I'm still learning, too. Like, he said those words to me. And it, that really hit me. I was like, yeah. that is so true. And, I mean, he was amazing and so great and very fortunate for him just in general and as a father. But, um, you know, that is, that is the truth. And I think that's probably, like, the number one thing to remember is. Um, and another thing I think to go along with that is I think my mom said this to me. Accept the help when you have it because I'm not a person to let anybody help me. I really don't like help. I like to do it on my own. I don't really like to rely on people for anything. Um, And when you have a baby, like, you need to be resting. You need to try to rest. If if somebody can do the dishes for you, like, let them. If somebody can change the baby's diaper for you, let them. Like, that's just one less diaper you're going to have to do because you're going to be doing it in the middle of the night you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And uh, like
1: a big thing for, we are so fortunate to have people that like, we have a huge family. And whenever we have a baby, they set up like seven days of of dinners brought to us. And so I don't have to cook dinner or whatever. And they do it. So it's not like a, hey, can we do this? Because I would obviously say no, they just do it. And like we kind of I'm the same way I don't like help we kind of got in the same situation where one of our kids was recently like pretty sick so she was in the hospital for a couple of days and people were just you know how can I help how can I help and like you know honestly we were stressed out we were doing a lot we had two kids at home one kid in the hospital we're juggling back and forth and just the house was falling apart laundry was falling behind it was only two days and it was crazy and someone had offered me, like, hey, can I make you some dinner? Can we can we do something? I was like, no, you know, thank you. We're all, we're all set. It'll all get taken care of. And they, like, I got a text on my phone. They had sent me, like, a DoorDash gift card. And it was the sweetest thing ever because I wasn't going to accept the help, but, like, I needed it. I needed to not worry about, like, where dinner was coming from that night. Like, it was just so nice and it like made me realize that I should have accepted the help and like it shouldn't have come to that I should have just let her make us dinner but I think that's so true is like we as like women we don't want to accept help like we got this we're we're super women but we need to like break it down a little bit and
0: let people help more often for sure yeah and That's so true. I I, I don't know why, like, I want to say we, like, because, well, we both are like this. But, like, I'm the same exact way. You don't ever, why like, why do we feel like we have to carry everything? Why do we have to feel like we, why do we feel like we have to carry everybody's emotions, everybody's, just everything? I feel like as moms, you know, we do a lot and- we just don't even know how to accept help. It's really, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that is huge for like new moms
1: bringing home baby. Like that is a huge, huge thing is accept the help. That is, I think that is like one of the most important things to learn to do or try to learn to do before you have a baby, so that way it's not some big thing after you have the baby.
0: What's something that, if if somebody's listening, um, has a friend that's about to have a baby or just has a baby like what is helpful because i don't even really know what for me well you had your mom stay with you after jagger was born right for a little bit yeah so that's that was weird for me because i she was literally my built-in maid my built-in chef Mm -hmm. my built-in like like babysitter when like just literally she was there there. yeah Yeah, that's
1: so I never had that. My mom would do it in a heartbeat, but like me and my husband, we just like, I wouldn't mind my mom staying here and he would not mind my mom staying here, but we just kind of agreed like, this is our thing to figure out. We just kind of felt like having extra people in the house wasn't like good for our family dynamic. Yeah. Um. But that being said, that's not true for everybody. Like everybody's moms are different and everybody's family dynamic is different. So there it's, it's different. So that was not going to work for our family. So we got home and we were on our own, which is fine. And my husband only took two days off from work. So that was another huge thing is like, I was thrown into motherhood on my own and someone got me an Instacart subscription. And that was like the most amazing gift I got after having a baby because nobody wants to drag a newborn to a grocery store but like somebody has to do the grocery shopping and I wasn't going to pay for an Instacart subscription because I'm cheap so (laughs) yeah he got that for me and that was amazing and then like meals or like I said DoorDash gift cards those are all amazing things I'm not the kind of person who would say like oh go over do some laundry because I don't like people in my house like that like I want to You know, you're learning to breastfeed, you're learning, like, you just, you know, I don't want people in and out of my house like that. I have enough people in and out of my house with, like, visitors and stuff, which is, like, a whole nother whole nother topic. But I don't, I don't want
0: people, like, popping in to help me, you know, do my household chores or anything like that. Yeah, and another thing, I mean, if, about somebody getting you that DoorDash or Instacart subscription, it's, like, you wouldn't get that for yourself because... Again, it just circles back to oh no, like I'm gonna save that money. I can go to the store. People go to the stores with babies. It's fine. I'll just do it. You know, yeah, I'll suck I can, it up. I can it. Yeah, but do you really want to? And and sh- like, should you have to? No. So that yeah, that's a really good idea.
1: Yeah. No, that was huge. Like I, and especially like we were, we were young parents. I was twenty, I was twenty one when I had, or twenty two when I had Adeline. We were young. We had just started our marriage. We just started our life together. Like we were on a budget. And so Instacart just wasn't really in it. Could we probably spare the $10 a month? I'm sure we could have, but we, it wasn't in it for us like mentally. And so I would have never, I would have never justified it. I would have been like, no, you know what? I'm not paying $10 a month. I'm going to go grocery shopping because that's free to go. And we live right down the road from the store. So it's no big deal. I'll take care of it
0: yeah and it's interesting too because i remember when somebody came over to my house and they brought like a bunch of chips and for some reason that sticks out to me and because i don't really buy chips or like snacks i really don't i don't have many like i feel like snacks in my house now with jagger she has her snacks and stuff but i mean the only real snacks in my house are like granola bars for dan's work lunchbox, like I'm not a big snacker. Um, Right. And it was just really cool because when you're breastfeeding, you know, you're just starving every second of the day. (laughs) So it was cool. I mean, I think if I ever go visit somebody with a baby, I feel like I'm just going to pick up a bunch of chips. (laughs) Like (laughs) who? who, A bunch of snacks. Yeah. Like who doesn't want a bunch of like that? I don't know. That was just so cool to me to have a bunch of snacks. Like I'm not one to go out and just get a, like cart full of snacks and they're really helpful when you're brand new babies home, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. When you got home with all of your babies, I guess you could say, was there anything that any other issues that you think you ran into that you could avoid for the next baby or for somebody else like listening? For sure. So when we
1: had our first baby, it was the first grandkid on both sides. It was the first baby on um, like in the family for a while, so she was like, she was like a celebrity. Everybody wanted to meet her. Everyone wanted to see her. And we had visitors all day at the hospital. Like I was exhausted from having visitors, so everybody came. When we were in the hospital. So once we got home, it wasn't like too insane with visitors. We had a few, like, you came. And, um, I don't know, we had a few, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But then with our second, we really slimmed down on the visitors in the hospital because it was exhausting the first time and we're just, we didn't get to see her at all in the hospital. I felt like I didn't even get to hold my baby in the hospital. And I think that really negatively impacted breastfeeding with her. And we just jumped back into normal life way too quickly with her. We went camping up in New Hampshire when she was like 4 days old. And we were up there with like our whole family, so like everybody was holding her and I just I missed her. Like it was it just was not a good situation. I would definitely say stay home. Like limit the visitors for sure. Um like I said we limited it more with the second and it was wonderful. We spaced things out a bit more. And then with our third I feel like we didn't do as good of a job because nobody was allowed in the hospital. So that was amazing. I think whenever we have more kids, there's never going to be a lot of visitors in the hospital. The hospital just doesn't allow it anymore. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> because that was, that was amazing. You don't have anything to compare it to because your poor little COVID pregnancy is all you have. Uh-huh. But like having that time in the hospital uninterrupted is absolutely amazing and then when we got home it was like everybody needed to meet him because nobody got to come to the hospital so we went to go pick up our girls and so we stopped in at my parents and then because we stopped in at my parents we stopped in at his parents on our way home like this is on our way home from the hospital and then we got home and we had like three visitors our first night home with maverick and it was maverick and it was just way too much like I remember, like, I broke down. as crying, and I just said, like, that was too much. I'm exhausted. I'm in pain. Like, my body hurts. Like, there was too much noise in this house. It was way too chaotic here tonight.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> so feel that, you.
1: That will definitely change in the future. Like, we definitely learned that the way to do it is to space out visitors and, like, really prioritize, you know, their their siblings need time to bond with them and we need time to bond as a family before we start like opening our house up to everybody to come meet the baby because the baby's not going anywhere. You can come in two days,
0: you know? Yeah, definitely. And for me, it was, again, still so different because COVID was, you know, consumed my whole pregnancy. So like my mom... Was here with us, and then like she had already been tested and quarantined at my house for like a good week before I gave birth. So Mm -hmm. she was here, and then like everybody else had gotten tested. Like they literally got tested the morning of, or the morning I was gonna go home, or something, or a couple days before, and they like quarantined just so they could come meet her. And so it was just a process for people to come meet her. So. I think it was definitely more difficult, and then we spaced out mm-hmm. a lot of people. So, I mean, I I can definitely see that being tough, and your body is just so hurt, just it, really hurt. It
1: needs rest, for sure. It just needs rest. Like, there's nothing more that it needs. It needs to sit on the couch and
0: eat and drink and just Yeah. And I think you, another thing you just made me think of when you said that was, so I think you're like this. You're definitely like this too. Um, I'm just a very go, go, go type of person. I'm not a couch potato. Like I just, I don't, I barely even watch really like TV without doing four other things at the same time, because I just, I don't, I just can't do it. So being having that mindset and having that already be like who I am like drilled into me as a being um was really difficult for me to come home and have this body that essentially just like didn't work like I just I felt like I was like in this body that like I mentally should like I was like oh I can go for a walk down the street and then I would like start to walk outside and I'd be like oh my god like I physically cannot walk down the street. Like,
1: yeah,
0: you get dizzy and like just your legs hurt. Everything yeah, I'm hurt. bleeding down my leg. Like, it, I mean, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. my body was like, and I remember the nurse telling me when we left, your body will tell you if you're doing too much. And I remember being like, my body's telling me, like, I, I can't, I can't do anything. Huh? Like, I have to just lay, I just have to sit. It was couch, couch to bed, to couch to bed, bed to couch, bed to couch. Like, that's just how it was for a long time. Yeah.
1: I definitely don't do myself any favors with that. In the same exact way. Like I said, we came home. So with Addie, we came home, and it was July. We stopped at the lake on our way home. Or maybe we went home and got ready and then, like, went to the lake for the day. The day we came home from the hospital with her.
0: Wow. Um, at the
1: lake. And then three days later, we're in New Hampshire camping in the mountains. Like, I did not do myself any favors. And I feel like I hurt myself and, like, couldn't recover for so long because of that. And then I didn't learn my lesson. I did it again with Eliana. The day we came home from the hospital, we went home, we showered, and we left in the middle of a snowstorm to go to a birthday party.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: The day we came over to the hospital, and I remember being at this birthday party, and it was just family, like it was for my brother-in-law, I just remember being like, I need to go home, like, I feel sick, I need, I need to go home, I need to go to bed, and uh I just, I'll never forget that feeling, and so I learned with my third, I mean, I guess I learned, we made two stops on the way home. <laughs> just pick two. Up our kids. <laughs> we had to pick up our kids, and like, we stopped, so we stopped at my parents, we stopped at my in-laws, because... You know they hadn't met the baby yet and then we came home and we were home for like the next couple of days and we didn't do like a a big outing which i'm telling you the first two they were like a couple days old with their big outing like i'm talking mystic aquarium and you know going to camping um we didn't do an outing for close to two weeks which was really good for me yeah yeah and the only reason we did that was you know you have to, you have to get back to some sort of normalcy when you have other kids
0: that's the difference that you is know, we, definitely we different
1: had toddlers that like you know their worlds were just turned up now we need to show them some sense of normalcy so that was that was why we did it but
0: yeah yeah i think a, a, just the biggest takeaway from that is you know a you can't have enough snacks and be just like when you get home from the hospital just rest don't feel like you have to do it all because you really do need the rest i you know rest and accept help yeah rest accept help eat all the snacks eat all the things and when it comes to another thing that i wanted to just point out quickly is that you know when you're in the hospital and they and all the nurses tell you all different things each nurse will tell you so many different things and so many different so much different advice and you'll get really overwhelmed did you feel like that at all yeah so i felt like that more with my first one
1: but then you'll see like the more kids you have they leave you alone the more and they don't tell you as much but they definitely with your first one give you like information overload they just try to everybody tries to give you their yeah their input on it at all
0: That's what it was for me. I just, it was like one nurse would say one thing and I thought that was Bible. And then the next time another nurse would come in and she'd say something else. And I'd be like, wait, what? Like that kind of contradicts with other. So really what it is, is like you really, this whole motherhood thing and newborn stage and top, like the whole thing is just. A free for all at the end of the day. And there's advice that's gonna, that are, that's gonna just gonna come out of every nook and cranny of everybody's mouth. And so, like, you just have to piece oh, okay. together what you want. It's all, it's all gonna come whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, you just have, you have to make your own, you have to make your own rules, you have to make your own journey. And I think one thing that's helped me is having friends that have babies. Because I love hearing all my friends' different views and and takes on it, and then I get to make my own own decisions if that makes sense,
1: yeah, no, for sure. That definitely makes sense. I think something that was so cool was so I don't know if everybody would know this, but Jagger and Maverick, my youngest are only eleven days apart. So we were always like,, um, like she was always right behind him developmentally, like, because in those first couple few months, everything is so different within a matter of she's almost two years younger. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's just, that was so fun to watch. And then like, there was a point where she, you know, she's a little ahead of him for sure. in a lot of things um, like speech and she's definitely surpassed him, but that was really fun to watch where like she you know, caught up with that age, little age gap, and then kind of just like took off and passed him in some things. And so that was really fun to be able to compare them and kind of see where they're at in
0: their journey compared to each other. Yeah, that is true. I remember um, Jagger would be like, 20 days old and Maverick would be like 31 days old, and I'd be like, and you'd be like, or I forgot when it was, but you'd say, Oh, yeah, he just started grabbing stuff, and I'm gonna, and I'm like, Oh, in a couple of days, that's that what we're, we're we're gonna start doing, okay? Like, that's cool, and you'd be like, <laughs> He just rolled over, and I'd be like, Oh, she's gonna be rolling over in the next couple of days. <laughs> that was really fun, it was, it was but really yeah, fun.
1: Mom that are our mom friend is huge for that, you know, being able to get that experience
0: advice and all that stuff. Just really relaxing in, in those, those first couple weeks because it really is so wonky and it's, it's difficult and hard and the sleep and the, if you haven't, if you want some newborn sleep tips, I did an episode with, um, happily ever after sleep for those of you listening. Um, and she gives some really great advice about newborn sleep, um, and just tips and tricks in that area. But, it's a journey. It's a really fun one. And I really do. I miss the newborn stage. I don't know why people say the newborn stage is so hard. Cause this, this toddler crap is like really friggin' hard.
1: <laughs> this toddler crap Wait until they're big kids and they're like being all sassy and showing you exactly what kind of parent you are when you don't even want to know. You know? <laughs> Did I ever tell you how you really find out like what kind of parent you are when your kid starts playing like family or pretend play
0: oh my gosh tell me
1: okay so I just realized like you really learn who you are as a parent when your kids start playing like that role playing family you know my my two daughters they're only 18 months apart but my two-year-old she talks like she's just as old as my four-year-old And so they play family and the things that they say to each other is like my mom coming out and me as a mom coming out in them. like they'll say, you know what? I I just don't have time for this right now. Or, you know, I just, I need to get rid of this kid right now. (laughs) Talking about their baby doll Or, or like they'll like put each other to bed and be sitting out in the hall. If you don't go to sleep right now, you are in so much trouble. So you just really, you that, really see your your great parenting moments come out when they start with mommy in the game.
0: That is hilarious, and then you know what's funny? They take the worst parts too. <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not I'm not a big meanie to my kids, yeah. but they make it sound like it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Jagger's to the point where if I. She knows I'm she has something she's not supposed to have. She books it. Like she just she is so oh, fast. She uh-huh. runs. I'm like w- what the like how do you even know? <laughs> yeah, they they know they're pretty evil. They're pretty evil. It's so true. So all you new moms and expecting moms, get ready for these evil beings. No, I'm kidding. Um they're so great. It's <laughs> it's so it's so rewarding and it's so amazing and I just I thank you so much for for talking all this baby stuff with me because I think it's fun and I feel like people can get something out of it. And if only one person gets something out of all this drama, then um, we're doing the right thing. So it's good.
1: Yeah, it it was a lot of fun again tonight.
0: Well, that's it for today's show, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you go to your Apple Podcast app, which is the Purple Podcast app on your iPhones. Give us a five-star rating. You can also do the same on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Make sure you head to Instagram and follow us at the 20-something mom. Love you guys so much. Thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next week. Bye.